So with every week of 2020, adding enough events to write another verse of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire, it's been an overwhelming season for most of us. I'm sure that many of us have had to take breaks from the news in order to maintain our own health and well-being. I haven't managed to read the Those We've Lost series by the New York Times that features short obituaries of people who died due to COVID-19. I hear it's amazing and overwhelming. I've only read a few stories of the people evacuated from their homes in this fire season. The list of things I don't know as much about as I probably should is long and seems to get longer all the time. A few decades ago, though, when we started to shift toward global news and news that was available anytime you wanted, the notion of compassion fatigue became much more widespread. When a person hears about needs and brokenness so often, it is nearly impossible to stay engaged. Often our world works out so that when there are many, many people in need of compassion, that compassion is in short supply. Humans, it seems, become tired when the need is either overwhelming or prolonged. If you're feeling exhausted, it's likely that compassion fatigue is at least part of the equation. More than most seasons, we have to work to be compassionate, to choose compassion again and again. I think of this story of the Good Samaritan as a grounding story for our faith tradition. The phrase Good Samaritan even makes it into places where hearers have no idea that there is a corresponding story in the gospel, according to Luke. Good Samaritan is the name of hospitals, and it's an idiom, and it exists plenty of other places in between. We know when we hear this story that the person who helped is the good one. We might even have some idea about who Samaritans are. But mostly we have an adjective at the ready for Samaritan. This person. This is the one who stops and helps. This person is the neighbor to the man in need. This person is the one who is good. We know that we are to choose mercy like the Samaritan. It is a story that we tell for knowing who we are and what to do. We can always come back to the story when things are very complicated or uncertain. And I hope during this season, we can let the story of the Good Samaritan prompt us to compassion. I especially hope that it prompts us to look for the ones in need right now, the people just around us. Who is bleeding? Who is hurting? Who is scared? Who has been robbed? Who lacks shelter? Who has been left for dead? With those questions in mind, I also suggest you find a second grounding story to tell alongside the story of the Good Samaritan. 
The reality of now means that the answers to those six questions are overwhelming. Maybe they always are, but it seems especially difficult right now, and election seasons don't make it easier to hear the answers. So along with this story of the Good Samaritan, what experience have you had that moves you to compassion? What story do you recount that made you willing to reorient your day or your week or your month to respond to a need? What encounter left a mark on your soul? What thing in your life made you choose the role of helping? like the Good Samaritan. It might take you some time to name a story for yourself, but here's one of those stories for me, which is intertwined with our story. I revisit this picture from July 24th, 2018 regularly. It's the collection of donations we sent when hundreds of people were being released into our city with little warning with nothing but the clothes they were wearing. I mention it regularly because it is one of those experiences that I cannot get over, and one that moves me to compassion even when I am exhausted. Early that week, we received a request for help because Lutheran Social Services knew they would be receiving several hundred people who they didn't know when. They had done some work, some convincing of ICE that they wanted to know when people were being released. They wanted to be able to help. And so a few weeks in, they would find out a few hours before how many hundreds of people they would need to be ready to receive. The need had not existed before policies that were enacted earlier that summer of 2018. But Lutheran Social Services got to work, they emailed out a list of needs, included water and bags and snacks that could sustain people traveling by bus. Many of you dropped off donations on that Tuesday. Friends from afar showed up with trunks full of items. People from other places Venmoed money and wrote checks to us. Spent the money coming in by check in good faith, filling up carts at Costco, and eventually the back of my car. But it was the teddy bears that broke me. The teddy bears, any stuffed animal, had been requested alongside water and other basic necessities. Children who are scared are often given a comfort object to help them be less scared. I don't think that's a shocking or surprising answer for any of us, have ever seen a scared child. And they were going through more of them because of the trauma of the situation. Older children wanted them too, tweens and teens. They were that scared. And for me, those teddy bears were witness to the cruelty of the situation. Most children have some toy or blanket that they cling to when they are young. My own faded pink rabbit is at my home alongside Matt's faded brown. It seems so normal that I do not want to imagine a world where a child would be denied the simple comfort of a stuffed animal from childhood. 
So in that well-stuffed car, there are 10 small teddy bears in alongside everything else. The gift from my family. All the ones that I could find at Target. His story. The story of someone I never met who was bleeding, who was hurting, who was scared, who was robbed, who was without shelter, who was left for dead, is the one that grounds me that connects me to this gospel story of the Good Samaritan. This story reorients me to the gospel and spurs me to compassion even when I am exhausted. And so I hope that you will work to find your story that you can tell alongside this story, the story of a compassionate, loving, generous, Good Samaritan. Remember that story this election season. Ask the people running for office what they're going to do for the person in your story. Remember that person when you're told to be afraid. Show mercy, even if you're just the one in your story, and ask others to do the same. Through that, learn to be as good a neighbor as the Samaritan was, and help our elected officials be better neighbors and leaders along the way. Amen.